That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. What are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Oh, no. Music. We are just getting started. Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about. Hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Woo! Here's CM and BD. As long as I've known him, just to be able to sit down and see somebody do something like that and create something like that is quite something. It was Skeletron, which looks rad and release weekend and it totally kicks ass and it looks amazing. Uh, thanks to our host, our, our producer on the one to two Lonnie for figuring out my Android enough that I could actually download it onto my phone. Cause for some reason I wasn't able to do that. Um, but Skeletron four ninety nine, pick it up. Uh, you know, if you got a Kindle, Android, um, Apple, it's you can get it all there. It's really, really cool, man. It's rad. It looks totally deadly. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And the physical copy will be will be available uh, in the Kingston surrounding area soon. Nice. Kingston. There we go. Yeah. Love Kingston. I'll probably, I'll probably get it as far as Toronto. It just depends how far I want to drive and drop these off again. You know what I mean? The cool thing is nowadays, though, you can go and drop the comics off and you don't have to drive back to get your money for them. You know what I mean? I remember back when we were in a band back in the day, we would drive all over the place and drop CDs off and you had to drive yeah. back out all these places. And sometimes you're like, I'm not driving all the way back out there for five, you know, for like, you know, 50 bucks for whatever they had for you. Right. So, yeah. So this will be better. So you can drop, I'll be able to drop them off at the store. So I guess as far as I want to drive, probably, you know what I mean? And Brent, you know how much I love sitting in a car and driving. So you love it. You love maybe, it. Maybe I'll hire somebody to do it for me. I hate sitting in a car. It's the year in review. We're going to go over some stuff. Yes. We, uh, we, it's been a big uh, year. Uh, 2020 was uh, definitely the weirdest year of most people's <laughs> lives, uh, myself wow. included. And it keeps getting, Kind of weirder, but anyways, it's kind of a an interesting uh, thing. Um, there were so many stories, so many things that kind of happened, but it was actually. Did you find? I found it to be a um, as kind of weird as a, as it was. It was a bit of a lighter year on on some stuff. Maybe because there's just not the anarchy happening in the world, like this concert happened or this, this happened or this happened. Like the last big concert you heard reported was like J Lo and Shakira at the Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> and then well, and, and ISIS and then, took a break. Like yeah. before all you were hearing about these terrorist attacks and everything. And now it's just like, no, they're done too, which is weird because you would think that this would be the time that they were doing all that. Anyway, that's a whole deal there, but that, that just kind of, well, they're even, yeah, it's a little bit, uh, it's a it's weird year, the, very it's strange, a weird year. year. Um, and it kicked off. I mean, who wants to start this? We got a whole list of stuff, but I guess the biggest thing that I had everyone talking in January was the tiger King. Oh, the tiger King. And that's my department. I watched that right off the bat. At least I got, I don't know. Did you watch it, Mike? I watched. I did. I. I. I wasn't as. Uh, it. It didn't enthrall me as much as as it did the rest of the world. Right. I, because, but it was again. It was this insane piece of television that Netflix just raked yeah. in. 
And it came out right so. at the beginning of the uh, shutdown, right? Like yeah. right when right when everybody was stuck. Yeah, it's uh, well, it was uh, what eight episodes, true crime drama available on Netflix starting April twenty fourth. And the funny thing is, is that check this out. Here, so I got some numbers for you guys today, man. I got a little technical on everything, but numbers. I got some interesting numbers on some stuff. So this one here, man, had thirty. 34.3 million viewers over the first 10 days, oh. right? That's ridiculous. Like, but if, if the lockdown didn't happen, I don't think people would have keyed into this show at all because like, as it, when I watch, I thought it was interesting, but I thought, wow, this is like a niche. Not like, I didn't think everybody would like it. It's one of those things, right? Same with Mandalorian. Was everybody going to like the Mandalorian? Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. I didn't see this coming either, but um, interesting fact about it. it was supposed to be just a documentary on captive tigers at first, right? And then they met oh, yeah. this Joe Exotic guy and they're just like, holy <laughs> cow. So yeah. you just, when you get into Joe Exotic's life, it's ridiculous, you know? Um, and then the other one that was the main one was the, uh, the Carl Baskins, right? And uh, Carol, so the, Carol, Carol, sorry, Carol, Carol, sorry, Baskins. Carol Baskins. Yes. Yes. Hi kitties and hot cats or whatever she used to say. Right. Um, and they're both Carol Baskins. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so they both had like these tiger farms where people could come in and, and pet them and whatever. And then first it was just kind of a documentary to see how they treated them. But then they started seeing how crazy both these people were going at each other and trying to take each other out. That's what the documentary uh, became. So the show ended, you know, going into every little detail of the show, you, you know, if you haven't watched it, you know, wow, go back and watch it. If, you, if you're yeah. really interested in something really quirky and weird and just seeing some very strange people, um, and you like tigers, I guess, but uh, at the end of the show, Joe went to jail. Joe, uh, Joe's in jail for a, a hire attempting murder. So he's trying to hire somebody to kill Karen Baskins. And as the documentary went on, you uh, kind of got the grist that Carol killed her husband. I was hundred percent believer that she killed her husband. That was just so crazy. Right. So now there's a new investigation launched against her. So it ended horribly for these two people who were the stars of the show, which I find just friggin' hilarious just in the scheme of things. Cause if you watch the show, they're both not, there's not really anybody who's a really good person in the show. If you ask me, you know what I mean? Like, like um, one person even commits suicide by accident. They, you know, they accidentally shoot themselves in the head. One of Joe's boyfriends. And uh, like, he had a thing for younger men, like uh, legal age men, but he had a thing for younger men. And Carol was just creepy. Like you could tell that she, she I, like, this thing about her husband missing <clears throat> and her new husband was just like Mr. Turtle, man. He was, just, he was such a geek. He was, he was crazy. How he far said, did you make it in Mike? How far did you make it? Oh no, I watched, I watched all yeah. the episodes. Uh, you got to watch it all, right? It's like a car accident. You got it. Well, it really is. I mean, I mean, just the, the two, the dynamic of the two characters, like the characters, they're real people, but the, yeah. they were, they were so bigger than life kind of characters. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting how that even dragged into later on in the year when Carol Baskins was on Dancing with the Stars. Oh my she, gosh, I didn't even catch yeah, that. Yeah, wow. and that was a big that was a big deal there because you know a lot of people were poo-pooing that because of the investigation into yeah. uh you know her ex-husband's death. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to say that um there were ads bought by people that uh, that were relatives of Carol Baskin's first husband mm -hmm. that ran during the shows, basically, you know, to uh bring these these things to light so it was right. i thought it was again a show like that where like you said chris there's not a lot of redeeming qualities no i mean there was there's no heroes in that documentary at if, all if, if you can you know, sorry if you can find anything it's the fact that you know they loved tigers uh but it was it was it was pretty pretty brutal that you know that kind of a character is what something like a dancing with the stars 
thought would be a great thing for bringing in audience viewers. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that just tacks onto the whole, like what kind of a society have we become when yeah, right? you know, we're celebrating people yeah. of, of that alleged uh, sort of uh, background. But that mm-hmm. was, that was 2020, man. That was yeah. year of COVID. Like you said, Brent, it was completely bizarre and that kicked it off more or less. Mm-hmm. We got a shout out here to, here we got Lord of Flames. Lord of Flames. Is that, uh... oh, it's Quinn. Oh, Quinn, Lord of Flames. You know, you know when somebody has a name online, but you know who it is, but you don't know their name? Okay. Hi, Quinn. Just had a shout out. Everyone say hi to Quinn. He's doing hey, good. Hey, Quinn. He's out by you there, Brent. We've got a viewer from your area. Well, what do you know? It's, right a, it's a lively bunch out this way. Yeah, he's got um, his own channel doing. That's funny because uh, that wasn't the uh, Wrestling with Shadows. Uh, what was the Bret Hart one? Wrestling with Shadows, what was the one where it, it started as this and then it turned into, yeah. you know, it started forming into the Montreal Screwjob and then seeing the rest of it and it turned into like must-watch wrestling, you know, stuff. Yeah. So that was a huge story back in the day, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So um, now well, that's uh, the Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> that like, was the what, Tiger would, what, King. Would you, what would you give the Tiger King out of 10, buddy? <sighs> Tiger King? Well, I mean, as far for, as the documentary drama kind of thing, right? I, I'd give it an eight. Uh, some yeah. people loved it, gave it a 10. I mean, it was, again, at, at that time, you know, we're, we're starting to get into the sort of lockdown phase and, yeah. and, Netflix, like all sort of online TV binging, that that became like a big thing. And, sure did. and I think that's kind of why sort of by the end of the year, I was kind of burned out from watching anything. Yeah. Because I know I haven't I haven't really wa- I mean, I haven't just I haven't really watched anything. We watched a whole bunch of stuff. I've rediscovered Archer, which is fa- or just discovered Archer, which is fantastic. Yeah. And then so I'm piling through that. Uh, Chris, I saw the um, Titans that you were talking about. So we'll oh, get yeah. into that. Oh, you got um, like we're that. just going to we're going to start getting into that. So there's a few things. Um, one of the coolest things that's happening outside of rad podcast popping up and everyone having a voice now. Um, I wanted to. Did anybody check out um, Josh Gad's stuff? So. The, oh, my God. So he got the Back to the Future team back together, got the Goonies, got all these people back together to kind of get the cast back together that haven't been together for a long time. So mm-hmm. definitely people getting creative. And I thought yeah. that that was one of the highlights of the year for sure. Definitely. I mean, that yeah, that's good stuff. When you've got, you know, I mean, Hollywood especially, you know, it's shut down. And, you know, a lot of these these actors, you know, they they had all this time on their hands that they weren't expecting. And while some, you know, relaxed and, and sort of took advantage of not having to do anything and, you know, actually living off the, the money that they've, they've packed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, some decided, you know, realized that there was a, a real big opportunity because you have all these people online just craving any sort of content um, to, to pass the time, put a smile on their face. Uh, and Josh Gad, he hit it out of the park with this one. Uh, Did you see any of them, Chris? Did you see any no, of the ones I, that I, he was I trying briefly, to Briefly, Lonnie was watching them. I briefly saw a little bit of it. I got the idea. It looks really cool. Really cool. As I was, as I say, I was cranking on a couple pages here today and getting all my, my stuff ready for the others. But uh, that sounds really cool. The, uh, the Lord of the Rings episode raised $2 million for wow. channel, which is insane. Like, I mean, that awesome. it was Lord of the Rings, but anyways. Yeah, well, one, you know. one ring to rule them all. <laughs> and I mean, I the fact it. that the fact that they were able to pull together, you know, 
most of these casts, I mean, yeah. with the exception of, I think, I don't think Crispin Glover was in the Back to the Future one. I, they didn't get him. Hugo Weaving wasn't part of the, the Lord of the Rings one. But, I mean, it was really cool to see, like, the cast of Goonies. Mm-hmm. To, you know, to see Ferris Bueller's Day Off was probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so getting, what did they do with, though? I did, like, I, as I say, I haven't really watched Basically the a they Zoom. Get the group, the crew back together yeah. from a classic movie. And then what do they do? Do they reenact it or? No, they, they talk about the movie. Uh, oh, okay. You know, he would bring on, I mean, for example, the Ferris Bueller one, uh, you know, he and Matthew Broderick would would talk a little bit. Then they'd bring in Alan Ruck and then okay. uh, Miss Sarah. And then, you know, eventually you get you get a good chunk of the, the, the cast talking about the making of the film. And it was very that one was really cool oh, because they were talking really about good. John Hughes. And I'm a huge, you know, kid of John Hughes. Oh, me too. Like we yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, and, dude. and at the end of that episode, it was cool because they did a montage of John Hughes films and they would get the actors sort of reciting lines in sync with the film that, you know, made made them popular. So you had Chevy Chase, you had uh, Michael Keaton was doing stuff, um, Judd, uh, Judd Nelson. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it was, it was really cool. And it was that sort of nostalgia kick. And I think that, you know, the nostalgia, uh, seeing these people, you know, that you grew up watching or a good chunk of us did grew up watching uh, sort of getting back together. And I think it was that whole idea of, you know, you know, getting together, reaching out to people that you may not have in a long time because things are well, uncertain. Funny, like, to your point, you know, they're sitting around doing nothing. But the funny part was, is like, why didn't anyone, I know there's always reunion stuff and it's like, now everyone's like, sure, I got nothing going on. So it has definitely created some deadly content. There's some really cool stuff out there. You know, I mean, that's come out of it. Um, Chris, what are you seeing online? What do you see? It's the acting world. It's the acting world uh, answer to all those eighties artists that have decided to make comeback tours. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's the acting world, basically, you know, trying to get there. Uh, yeah. Nostalgia is huge right now. Right. Yeah. Like pe- people love the Easter eggs and stuff. I remember when I was, uh, I'd say like maybe in the nineties or something, everybody, Oh, it's gotta be original or, you know, you don't make it sound like this or don't make this drawing looks like this or somebody's done this. And nowadays it's like, Oh, just like an empire. Oh, that's so cool. You know what I mean? Like people kind of dig that kind of thing now. Um, Listen, Kiss just blew up Dubai dressed as Kiss. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me retro people aren't retro, even if it's just Gene and Paul. And like, you know, I'm just saying it's like, there's still hey kiss did new year's in dubai and and basically lit off every firework that wasn't they broke, used they broke a world record apparently the oh that's of course gene wants to do years. that but is, it that was their, like, is that their last show is that their farewell gig no, or that's just dubai on a on a tuesday night or whatever oh that okay was. cool okay I was <laughs> yeah, that was i can imagine gene was like what do we got to do it's got to blow it all up. Yeah. Well, I, I then you know, when you watch uh, the pre video, my, my buddy Chad worked on it. And, uh, and for me, I was interested because there's a whole shit ton of protocol, like COVID protocol stuff in there mm-hmm. about returning and, and sort of stuff. So it was really great to watch that. Uh, but then as I was watching the pre documentary, it was like Dubai, 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 Dubai. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's all go to Dubai. Like it's wow. the, it's the kiss Dubai hotel. It's kiss, uh, you know, kiss online. It was, it was interesting, but people oh, are God. down with retro now, especially when they're sitting around and they need something else to watch. Yeah. Chris, what's uh, what was, gr- what was uh, anything grind your gears this year? Jeez, <laughs> where do I begin? My grinds get, my gears get grinded easily. No, I'm pretty laid back. I don't know what, ah, 
I've, you know, ever since, you know, my wife, as I've said before, my wife was sick for many years there. And uh, ever since she's been healthy, I, I've had a different look on life after I relaxed from that whole situation. Um, some things bounced our way. So I really am. I'm probably one of the most easygoing guys you're going to find. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I see. I, I kind of I, I know people had a rough go with this thing, but I really like staying at home. As I say, when I traveled in a band for such a long time, it just just killed my road legs. I don't like travel. So I like staying at home. But as far as stuff that pissed me off online, I don't know. I, um, I don't like country music. <laughs> don't, it doesn't piss it doesn't piss me off it, it, what's, well, well, it, whenever it, i'd see it online that pissed me off a bit but you know other than yeah, that I'm, I'm pretty cool I, I'm, I don't i don't like the housewives of atlanta and stuff like that that pisses me off <laughs> you know it really grinds chris's gears <laughs> the housewives of atlanta that, that grinds my gears kind of um, no I've, I've had a great you know my daughter had to move back from vancouver from hanging out and working for you and stuff yeah. because of everything shut down so she's moved back so we built the apartment down there i got the comic book out you know, I'm not teaching as much lessons, which I enjoy, but still teaching. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. We, we I, 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 I'm, on I'm still unangry right now, too, right? Yeah. Like if you, we touched on it like, on Sunday. There, there's ways to be, you know, <laughs> there, there's more, there's people that should be angry, but or people that had it way worse. So, oh, yeah, well, that's what I mean, right? I, I have a hard time getting angry about stuff nowadays, especially getting older. It's like, uh, I'm so appreciative for everything. And it's like Mike says, man, if you're doing something you love, it's not work. So a lot of the times I don't feel like I'm working, which I love. Cause when I was younger, it was like, man, I do not want to work. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I just want to draw. I just want to play music. And when I did have the lifestyle playing music, I was so unhealthy and I wasn't making any money in anything. Right. So now, now things are really, really, really comfortable for me. I like it. It's good. It's good. The, yeah. I can't uh, complain too much. Guys. Did you guys watch the junior game? So junior game, when things wrapped up now. Oh, yeah. Right? Go Canada. We're like killing everybody. Holy yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get it in? What the game? Yeah. Oh, I watched some, a little bit of the one today. Yeah. Um, just a bit. We got a goalie, yeah, huh? Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. I saw it was four, nothing for Canada over Russia. Yeah. So I, I didn't see if they gave up five goals, but I doubt it the way they were playing. But uh, right. that leads to, um, uh, I want to talk sports for a minute. Sports, sports, sure. sports, sports, sports. Um, so a few things, uh, obviously, um, our level of, of sportness. I mean, I, I love all sports, but I, you know, obviously watch hockey and all the rest of it. And everyone made an attempt to do something. The NBA went down to, you know, and had a bubble and uh, major league baseball did their thing. Hockey did their thing. Um, overall thoughts on the attempts there and the, and the shortened NHL season, which is starting in a couple of days, which is great. Yeah. But um, what do we think on the sports side? Now we can tie that into wrestling a bit, Mike, cause I want to talk about cool. WWE and oh. AEW sort of, playing to empty arenas but let's start yeah. with with the major sport leagues first and go from there i i i was actually really surprised i mean all things considered the fact that um we did get you know essentially full seasons out of the big four um uh, i thought i thought basketball they they got it right uh as far as the bubble and and, and hunkering down in in orlando there um uh, I actually enjoyed the, the thing I enjoyed the most about the the whole, especially hockey. And this is something that um, uh, our our buddy Adam uh, we we talked about was this may have been the first uh, NHL season where the best team actually won, strictly based on skill. And I say that because you know sport over you know many many decades uh can be determined not only by skill but by the extra man in the in, in the stands you know the fans mm -hmm. uh the 
the um, the atmosphere, yeah. the, the yeah. atmosphere of the arena, uh, you know, that can bring a team that's struggling back to life. You know, it's that spark. So not having that, uh, I thought it was a really interesting sort of peek into, you know, skill actually winning out. And I thought, I thought it was probably one of the best NHL finals we'd had in many years, uh, strictly just from a pure entertainment and skill of the game. And, it, it, you know, kudos to uh, a lot of the, uh, the big sort of like the big players uh, adapting to having no fans. And there were some I, outspoken guys about it, but I, uh, there was, you know, but I, Marsh, I think Marshawn was, or, um, but I mean, they got eliminated, so it doesn't matter, but, but, uh, I don't know, Chris, what did you, uh, what did you think overall? I mean, the Leafs obviously went out, but I, I love the presentation of it. Man. Well, I, I stopped watching. I'm one of those. Yeah. I'm such a diehard Leaf fan. I'm going to leave throughout. I stopped watching. So yeah, I, I well, saw the Leafs play and then I was out, man. I, that's it. That's I'm such a, I've been watching the Leafs as long as I've been listening to kiss and Spider-Man. Those are the, the three things there, right. That, uh, my dad got the Leafs in. The other two are kind of on my own that I found, but yeah, um, I, I didn't watch anything after the Leafs and I don't watch any other sports other than uh, wrestling. Wrestling's yeah. considered a sport, right? Like if they're the, flipping around doing stuff, it's a sport. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. I like it. I love it. So, so like, yeah. So as far as sports go, I just kind of stopped watching sports. Like I miss my, I think I said before too, is that I, I'm okay without hockey during the week, but Saturday night, I need my hockey night in Canada, man. I gotta have that with my with my beer, my Coors Light or whatever light beer I'm old guy beer I'm drinking, right? Um, so I I miss that, but it's coming back soon next week uh, or Wednesday. Yeah, we're gonna get some. Uh, we're gonna get some stuff. We're gonna get some. Yeah, yeah. All Canadian I, I, say, like, uh, yeah. I, I play hockey on online a lot. Um, NHL twenty, but uh, hockey, and I play, I did BMX when I was younger. Right? As I was a little BMX freak, and that was fun. I thought it was. Uh, I thought how the the networks adapted to it by piping in the crowd noise to sort mm-hmm. of at least enhance the presentation. You know what they did with NHL though, right? Which EA Sports. Yes. So they uh, piped in the EA Sports background, which I oh, thought was wow. deadly. Yeah. And, it's really and, cool. And to their credit, I mean, there were times where you could, re, you know, early on, especially, I mean, they're fine tuning, they're tweaking as they're going along, mm-hmm. but it got to the point where I wasn't really as distracted and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as much of a, Oh great. Now they're piping in fake crowd, blah, 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 which goes back to uh, our, our dear friend, Adam and Randy Orton sort of, there's the wrestling. Tie. Wrestle, yeah. The greatest wrestling match of all time. That's what they said. Uh, they you, called you, it. Yeah. Yep. If you remember that pay-per-view, that was the first uh, match uh, that, used a piped in crowd Ah. that used piped in sound effects and they got shit on by Mm -hmm. a big chunk of the you know the iwc the internet wrestling community uh for like oh god how tacky blah 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 you know meanwhile i'm thinking oh cool they got howard finkel they used his his footage because howard had passed away by then Mm -hmm. um they used his uh ring announcing to introduce the match. It was very cool. It was very tasteful. And all of a sudden after this, then you've got NHL, you've got major league baseball, NBA, they're all starting to pump crowd. Then it's, it's, Oh no, this is, 
So uh, I know that in in talking to him, he, he was like, "Yeah, we we started this." And yeah, then, there you go. <laughs> all over this, Chris, but, you're a big AEW fan, so they went. They had the massive launch. They came out swinging on everything, and then obviously we had to go into this. But you you've stuck to it hard. Uh, what's your thoughts on on the non fan? I mean, they got fans now, but the, the non fan wrestling. So I, you kind of cut AEW we're talking about? Yeah, AEW just in general. You've been sticking with it and they've been yes. going pretty hard and, and they've just yeah. added fans. They they've, they've added fans. But I guess the question is more, um, what is your thoughts on 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 wrestling without fans? Because oh, yeah. um, well, go it was, for a while, I think. But the thing about when I was watching the AEW is it was really cool because the wrestlers would would hang around the outside that, that were okay with it, whatever, or they'd have masks on. They'd hang around the outside of the fence and they would cheer them on. And they, you know, they really, they all really seem like they're really happy to be there. Like all the people that work for AEW, which is really, really cool. I don't, and uh, so I, I wasn't, I was okay with it. It is weird. It was really weird at first because when somebody does a big move, you're waiting for that. Oh, and when you don't hear it, it's like, okay. at first it kind of took a little bit out of the move, but also you could see some wrestlers. Um, I think this really uh, threw up the bar for wrestlers. Like, cause some of them just couldn't really pull Kevin it off. Owens, you know didn't I mean? Kevin like, Owens say that he goes, man, I've owned, you know, like we all wrestled for 25 people. It's fine. But yeah. Some yeah. 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 So. Some of them though, you could tell they just didn't have it in them. Um, one of them that I noticed, and I don't know if this was cause they're not a very good wrestler. Um, and I, I probably not, I'm going to say that, but um, what's a, a brandy there? Uh, Cody's wife. Mm. I found her matches were just like, like, you know, they, she'd run at somebody and the kick would be like, that quick kind of thing, you know? And it was like, you just didn't look like she was really feeling the adrenaline of what was going on. Um, I've seen that kind of thing in a few others, uh, but this is just the AEW that I watched, but the, I love seeing the other groups in there of the wrestlers cheering them on. I thought that was, that was really great. And then they could pick out the wrestlers they didn't like and kind of jaw with them on the side and whatever. Um, but yeah, I just noticed that some of them didn't quite have that pizzazz going on. Um, what did you think in the, in the WWE, Mike? Well, the presentation across, uh, I mean, if you look at the, the three, I say the three bigs, I mean, Impact Wrestling, WWE, AEW, I mean, Ring of Honor, uh, uh, same, some of the smaller, smaller organizations and not saying they're small, but, you know, mm. we're talking the, the top tier at this point. You can say it. You can say it. Yeah, no, the, na- right. the national brands that, you know, generally you would think are the national brands. Uh, I thought uh, Impact Wrestling had maybe one of their best years from a talent standpoint mm-hmm. uh, and a creativity standpoint. Uh, I I think what they did with with their you know their roster of, of talent was was excellent. Some of some of the funniest moments. I mean, they did the uh, it was uh, the wrestler uh, the wrestler house. Uh, they did basically it was uh, oh, yeah. a bunch of wrestlers all living in the same. It was a series of sketches, I and I know Tommy that. Dreamer, who you know Tommy worked with us on uh, the He's Edge of awesome, Christian dude. show. Tommy's a wicked, like he is I just missed funny. him in Kingston before the lockdown came. Yeah. He's, and, and he's he was such here a, with a whole bunch of them. He's such a good dude. He's super creative nice. and they, you know, they did their own thing and they took advantage of sort of what the new normal was. Mm-hmm. The one thing that, that I think lacked a bit was the fact that they didn't have any, like it was, there's no crowd noise. It's just yeah. match and, and the commentators. Uh, so it was, it, it was okay but probably one of their best years as far as, as talent goes. Yeah. Uh, WWE with their Thunderdome. Uh, again, they, you know, they decided not to go the way that AEW did, which was more sort of 
I would say raw, organic. They mm-hmm. went big and flashy and, you know, mm-hmm. they got the money to do it. Yeah. I thought the virtual crowd was a really cool concept. Uh, I think they had some kinks they had to work out early on because there were people that were, you know, putting up signs uh, that were, you know, taking advantage of. of Wasn't Chris Benoit cited on there? There was a bunch of stuff. Uh, So there were a lot of rules that were put in place. Uh, I know there were some people that were a little upset that they were basically using using the people that were on previous shows almost as stock footage Mm -hmm. and would just, you know, because people would be like, hey, I saw myself on this episode of SmackDown. No, I wasn't there. This is from when I was on two weeks ago. But the presentation, I thought it was a really great way for them to sort of evolve and realize, okay, we're not getting fans back. How can we make this not only immersive and good looking for TV, but for the, for the talent themselves to give them something to, you know, something to work to. Uh, And when I say something to work to this, especially with, with how things have gone, uh, you saw some talent pick up their game and realize that they had to present their characters, present the stories, present the whole picture in a different way. Randy Orton, boom, top shelf. I think this was probably his best year of work, right? Yeah, not only from a wrestling, but mm-hmm. from his promo work. Roman Reigns, by the end of the year, man, dude's firing on all cylinders. Uh, Edge, yeah, like early on in the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the one, again... It's a it's a personal thing, but it it sucked so bad that it's my it was my highlight of the year the return, and I think the other side of it is that outside of the fact that, you know, we talked about this Mike in the summer, but um, you know, not you knew, but I didn't know, and the great <laughs> yeah. thing about it was, um, you know, knowing after or you know, I got to experience that, which you know, even though you knew, yeah. I got to experience sitting there on the couch with Alex and then that number hitting and being like. Holy shit. Yeah. He did it. He did it. And it was a yeah. great well, moment. And well, then, well, and, yeah. and then he did WrestleMania, which was, you know, it was a cool kind of thing. Um, at the time I was like, why don't they just shut wrestling down? Let's just wait till the whole thing starts again. I was kind of there. And Chris, like, I don't, you know, but AEW put out such killer stuff and I don't know what, what's your personal wrestling highlight of the year? Uh, Chris, you go because you've got a ton of AEW ones, but what's your favorite moment from, from wrestling wow. this year? Given what was going on, um, what's what's what he's showing me? Oh, I, when Beth was on our show. Oh, when Beth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was glorious. Fun. Yeah, that was a great moment. I thought that was really, really. We cool. need to have her back for the '80s retro wrestling extravaganza. We're gonna have. Yeah, that was really, really cool. But uh, like in the ring, like that, I don't know. Having her on the show was really, really cool for me. Um, Hopefully, you showed a picture over there. Uh, what am I thinking here? I see. I, I like that wrestler Warhorse. He's. Um, I love. Uh, there's some independent independent wrestlers that I really really like, um, and I just love following him. He, he's working so hard, putting up things every day, and just, you know, I sent some pictures his way, and he put them up immediately. Like just, I just put them online, and he put them right up, right up on his feed there. Some, some. He's into Lobo, right? Like the old. Uh, remember Lobo Brent, the old comic book guy there, and he's been on Superman. Lobo so has we named the so band after right? This guy, yeah, from a Mr. Machete, uh, came from a Lobo comic book. So this wrestler Warhorse just loves Lobo, and he's kind of positioning himself after. So, and that's he's just into. He was on AEW. He got one shot on there. They didn't. They didn't sign him or anything. Which is it was a weird one though because then they brought in an even bigger superstar at the end of that match. Um, I can't remember his name because I really wasn't into him too much. He was from WWE though. It was so probably, had, uh, it was probably, what's it? Uh, wasn't um, um, Mary Delana. What's his name? He, he was friends with Cody. 
Oh, Sean Spears. Was it? Oh. Sean Spears. Was it early Chris in the year or was it like, was no, it like this, well, maybe, Rusev, right? Didn't Rusev come over? Was, maybe Rusev was in there. Uh, Rusev was time. later in the year. Yeah. And he, he teamed up with that Kip dude. I can't stand that. But, you know, there's, there's some wrestlers that, you know, uh, the hybrids, I can't stand them, but those dudes can wrestle, dude. You know what I mean? Kip Sabian. Hope he's not your friend, Mike. Right? <laughs> Kip Sabian's one of those guys. I, I, it's funny because most people, Mike, I have to ask because <laughs> I don't want to offend. Not friends with that dude, are you? No, Kip Sabian. I can't stand Kip Sabian. I don't know how he got his that. What's her name there, man? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, the I thought AEW. Uh, you know, I'm. I love I love my my WWE. I, mm. I have some some excellent ties and friends there. Um, but AEW did a, an amazing job and. It, it was really the fact that you had two very different presentations mm-hmm. and it felt very much, very much like late 90s WCW, oh, right? WWE. Um, and I'm a big fan of the underdogs, you know, the guys that they're not they didn't give the, the young bucks and Kenny Omega a lot of, you know, they didn't give him a lot of credit. They yeah. they figured this was just going to be. You know, a, a great idea. Cody coming in, just doing their thing. Tony Khan was going to be a money mark, and it w- it wasn't going to last, and and it wasn't going to have any sort of legs. And they've proven pretty much everybody wrong. Um, and this is without having the luxury of a big audience and a big crowd. Uh, you know, doing live shows, but you know, they got into Dilly's place. They. They they built their own little sort of. Uh, I've done a show there, by the way, and it smells like oh, coffee because it's right beside Maxwell House. It's right oh, okay. beside Maxwell House, and it smells like oh, wow. coffee. So I love I that love venue, it. man. It looks it looks it. so cool. It's cool. It's a little amphitheater. It's it's too. a tiny little amphitheater. It's really cool. Yeah. But it's it's very different. It's 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 two very different shows where one, you know, again, it's it's almost very old. It's it's wrestling, and you've got guys like Chris Jericho who, you know, the man has reinvented himself you know, hundreds of times, it seems at this point. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, he brought that name recognition and, you know, the experience and, you know, John Moxley coming over was a big get. Oh, and that was huge. Huh? And Tony Khan has, you know, he had a lot of people in the, in the wrestling community that were questioning whether or not he was just a fanboy with a, with mm-hmm. a pocketbook and wasn't going to be, you know, taken seriously and this was just going to be a money losing venture uh remains to be seen if it is going to be a money making no. or a money losing venture i think it's going to be money maker and i think it's in for the hall i think it is the actual we have a legit number two now and i think the only thing that would really that that's really going to hinder it uh i gotta tell you just be, with the talent that they have there and all the rest of it the longer it does go without full fans and getting back to being able to um you can do it in this stage, but like that accomplishment of them selling out the MGM in Vegas and things like that, when they kind of came out swinging with those big crowds and proving that they were a legit number two right now, there's a legit number two to watch, but you need that other side of it to me, which is like, all right, now we've got 10,000 people in here and this is the legit, we can legit sell 10,000 tickets. And I think that gets fans in that sort of like, Number two and content contents, everything. And it's the potential when you like better as far as programming. So, well, and, and, and this is, and this is, I think this is what will be sort of going into 2021. You're going to see now WWE for the longest time has been, you know, essentially the only game in town. 
And mm-hmm. like with anything, you can brand split as much as you want. Uh, you can, you know, move your roster around as much as you want. It's still the same ship. Most, yeah. most are still fighting for the same cause. Yeah. Now you've got a legit competitor and you legit have not only a competition that you have to program, uh, not necessarily against reactively, but you have to program to keep an audience that has grown smaller over the years. And I think this is the one thing that, you know, wrestling really started to realize is that that pie that the rock and stone cold had, uh, is no longer here. It's no longer wrestling. Isn't exactly as, as mainstream and as popular as it was late nineties. So your pie is smaller. Well, now Mm -hmm. you're fighting for a bigger chunk of that pie where AEW seems to be taking the approach and same with impact considering they've got the crossover now Mm -hmm. is we're all in this. Why don't we all work together so that we can make this better? Whereas WWE, God bless Vince. um, I don't think he's changing. Even at his bless him. Chris isn't going to bless him, no. but well, you know, he, he, you know, who he reminds me of, he reminds me of Harold Ballard from back in the leaf days. Oh, oh wow. Leaf days. Yeah. Well, at this stage, right. Just a grumpy yeah. old man. Get off my lawn. You tell w- him to shave w- that mustache or it's over. It Anyways. can be, you know, Hunter can talk all he wants about, well, if the opportunity is great for both of the parties, we're open to working with anybody. Right. That, no way. that just speak for, unless- I told you the other day, I would love it if they, if they, when they do a roster change on SmackDown and raw, they actually go, Oh, by the way, we traded Kevin Owens has gone to AEW and, like teams. and yeah. we've got Cody back and Cody's pissed. Cause he's back in WWE. And <laughs> what a great line it would uh, be. You've got WWE, which is a publicly traded company. And that's right there. Hilarious. That's it's never going to change. Uh, no. uh, my highlight of the year, uh, Brent, you alluded to it, and I, you know, it's yeah. right oh, there. what? Right there. Yeah, he was there right, for it. How, uh, how did you get to keep the chair? Well, he had to take one over the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did. Uh, some little 12 year old kid uh, tried to hit me in the back with one, and I said, no, 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 no. No, that will not happen. Uh, no, that was, yeah, Royal Rumble was the last live event that I was at this year uh, to see uh, Adam come back nice. after seeing the whole process. Uh, sort of like with a moment mouth shut and and to see it happen to be there live in, in the arena. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, that is, it's, I get goosebumps thinking about it. I'm not sold. It can be topped. I got to tell you, man, I'm not sold. It's ever going to be topped. Who is completely, I mean, maybe, I mean, it's not going to be topped on a level, but, uh, John Cena's comeback in I think it was 2000. No, no, I don't. I'm not talking. I'm talking about the oh. what he went through and to oh, be that and okay. the training and all the rest of it and to come back and surprise everybody and keep it under wraps. I mm-hmm. just can't. The only thing that I could possibly imagine two bigger pops and bigger scenarios, but not bigger, but at least at the same size, would be uh, the first entry of the Royal Rumble is Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah and he comes I, I, out and number two is cm punk yeah i think so, like, CM Punk could possibly get that kind of a reaction but yeah i yeah. mean in the grand it's passing though it is passing it is it, and the longer it goes the, the longer it goes even hogan talked about it today because i go backstage none of these guys know who i am oh no he says they treat him poorly <laughs> well geez i was he's why. kind of a racist well, yeah i was gonna say well there's so much if I, I there's if you go if you put hulk hogan in youtube the, youtube there's more um videos of people dissing him than there is of the good things that he's done you know what i mean that's what happens right all the bad things come out you know but there was some stuff floating around on youtube the other day of him and uh well i was showing alex like um the macho man uh winning 
the belt in, in, in at WrestleMania four and just watching the build up to that. We were just kind of watching yeah. it and sort of who's Macho Man. And we were kind of going through all this stuff. Oh, and, macho. and, um, I mean, removing the, the Hogan racist bullshit out of the equation, um, man, what a, I mean, when he lost to Andre in 88, I mean, that was, you're like, what? And then he loses in the preliminaries and you're like, well, then we're going to have a new champion. But if you look back on it now, it was so obvious where DiBiase was going, but it was just funny that like, you know, there was no way that, well, no way that that final was going to be macho and one man gang. So right. it was, like, it was just like, but Hogan, just the, but that the, was also the, a simpler time when we didn't have the internet and we sure. didn't have the. You I know, remember the, Chris. You know where I watched that? Dave was still at Crandall's working. Oh, Crandall's. We we're just talking I worked, about I watched it at Crandall's in Port Perry. Boys, I want to move on to. Uh, I want to move on to. Um, anyways, Mike, you got the, that that Royal Rumble moment was uh, that chair is awesome, dude. Uh, I'm so that, glad that, that you got to watch it at home. That or watch it live. Thing is, yeah, that uh, and uh, they had a I, thing on. I can't think it'll ever be topped. I, no, I just don't think it'll ever be tough. They had a they had a poll on like what's your what's the greatest Royal Rumble uh, entrance or return blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I know this one was this year, but really, you know, watch the special. Yeah. Watch the twenty. Oh, it was great. It was great. Great, 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 great. I saw Edge tweeted uh, or Edge, Edge put up a just sorry a quick little video of this little dude getting his his uh, Christmas present. It was an yeah. action figure of Edge, yeah. and the little dude just lost it. And, I and, love that stuff. That yeah. stuff is like I really love that stuff. And kudos to him. I mean, like. He's a he's a really good dude. He does say and it's, he, yeah. he posted about how he's like, why should I charge people? People who, you know, weren't even born when I was in in my heyday and now are, you know, making the effort and, and are, you know, really interested in me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, why should I be charged for that? And I take nothing away from from other, you know, talent that that use things like cameo and 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 sort of virtual signings and stuff like that. Yeah, hey, yeah. It's 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 business. It is a business, you know. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, uh, but kudos to him because yeah, I thought a- that was a really cool video. I think he should be just as charitable and come on this show. Yeah. Oh, I'm, we could we could talk I'm about kissing. Well, do we really want him on this show? No, I'm just talking about he could do a promo with that. We'll be like, well, hey, you did it for that four year old. So <laughs> I don't think that guy, we'll get Beth. Oh, we'll get Beth in. She uh, yeah, she'll she'll talk some out. Yeah, awesome. Okay, boys, I want to move on. Uh, we're getting to an hour, so I want to get. Yeah, I want top up on a couple more things before we go um movies that didn't come out that got oh, pushed man. that you missed that you would love to even though you don't go to the movie theater chris very much venom, venom 2 i was really bummed that that didn't come out man because that'd, that'd be my number one would be venom 2 because uh carnage was gonna be in that woody harrelson yeah. and it just looks so good carnage like that's carnage venom. when did they push it till when did they push it till i don't even know you see, when they do that, I just I move on to something else because I'm just right. heard that grinds my gears. There we go. That grinds my gears. But there's nothing they can do about it, right? That totally. And I haven't seen Wonder Woman, so I don't know anything about that. Um, but Black Widow was delayed. Eh, I, I can wait for that. I was kind of hoping that would just be released. I would like to see that. Um, Taskmaster's in there. That'd be really, really cool. I'm looking forward to it. And they have Soviet super soldier and stuff like that in there. Um, I, I was really hoping they were going to release, release Black Widow at home so I could watch it here. But the Venom one, I just, Venom, the comic book, now it's so amazing and then the way they're taking it as i mentioned christian bale's going to come in and be the lord of the symbiotes he's going to be like the god of all the venoms and carnages but the character of carnage is insane i don't know if anybody if you, if you guys know about carnage but he was a piece of venom's uh symbiote costume it's not a costume but part of him that came off and went on to this psycho guy when he was in jail um and then woody harrelson is going to be playing him with the red curly hair and carnage is awful carnage is is like like 
at the worst, the Joker, like just really bad, really bad. So I, I, I miss Venom. I wish Venom 2 would have came out. And plus was uh, the Batman, do you think Batman wasn't, wasn't Batman supposed to come out in at least December? Wasn't it? Or was it, was it this oh, year? I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, your department. That's your department, buddy. I thought Batman, was Batman. Year, the Batman was coming out this year, but maybe I'm wrong on that. But uh, yeah, anyways, there was some, there was some there. Mike, anything that you uh, were dying to see? Uh, oh yeah. Top Gun too. I was really oh, right. Amazing. Yeah, me too. IMAX all the way. I had pre, a pre-bought. Oh, <laughs> it's like, you got to go. That. I got, I have, I have no real desire. I was not a huge fan of the original Top Gun. To, mm-hmm. Maybe that's, maybe I'm weird and crazy. That 85 way. man. Guys um, were, yeah. Yeah, you know, I I had no I, no real desire to see you know Maverick come back and you know do a victory lap here with um, the kid. Uh, what's his name? The kid that was in Fantastic Four. Um, yeah, plays, he plays uh, he plays Goose's kid. I forget what his name. Yeah, is. Uh, I mean, IMAX. Yeah, it's going to be a visually, it's going to be amazing. And you know, Tom Cruise always does his own stunts, and they're always you know they all went into the Jets this time. Yeah, so I mean. Visually, it'll be it'll be cool to see, but I'm only I'm only there to to watch them at least do some sort of a parody or make a joke about the volleyball game and highway uh, to the da- danger zone with the gene. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. You guys, you guys haven't watched Archer yet. They they all they do is no. danger zone jokes. They oh, only no, no. does. He goes, "Are you in the? Say it. Are you in the?" You in the danger zone, and then he plays Kenny Loggins. It's dude, <laughs> get on that show. Holy shit! The same guy from Bob's anything. Burgers, right? And that guy's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Bob's Burgers. Speaking, I've been, I've been speaking watching, of uh, visually, Mike, yeah. Jennifer Connelly's in it. So, oh, okay. Well, what was that movie watch. she was in way back in the day? Career opportunities. Oh my god, <laughs> that's, that's enough said. Yeah, uh, the, the I, horse. I, oh my god. Do, well, let me throw this out to you though. We've gone uh, a pretty sizable amount of the year with without having the luxury of going to our movie theaters I, I think the last movie that i went and saw was that uh awful heist movie that uh liam neeson was in oh uh, which is just horrible and i, I love I, I love me some liam neeson teach you. But, but this was terrible uh, does does the does the movie business as we knew it come back I think done. we touched on it a, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's um, such a good question. I think you're going to see, you're going to see, um, yes, uh, when everyone's allowed and it's really back to normal again. But I don't know. Um, the biggest thing is that people are digging being at home still. And, you know, going into a theater with like 300 other people and, you know, snacks and cracking and bullshit and you can't really focus and you've got an 80 inch television at home like some people do. But I'm just saying it's like, I don't know. Is you really going to have to push me to want to see it? And I well, that's think us old guys too, right? Like, cause my yeah. daughter is dying. Like she's 24. She is dying to get out and do stuff. Like sure. I see her get up in the kitchen and I'm just like, how's it going? What's going are, on? The, are the romance comedies really going to be a big movie experience again? Or can you wait for it to, I'm just saying for the, that kind of vibe, I think your movie experience to see it like the Irishman was like, Oh, we're so disappointed. It, it only made it into theater for a while. I love the movie, but I'm like, I'm, I was totally fine with watching it at home. I really didn't need to, I really didn't need to see it on the big, uh, on the, on the The big screen. The blockbusters. uh, It'll be interesting to see if Hollywood now goes all in on blockbuster films Mm-hmm. Uh, because those may be the only real draws anymore. Well, it's, we're back to the eight. We're back to the late seventies and eighties. Yeah. Right. How do we get them back? You got to make, holy fuck jaws. You got to make it like just a magical experience. Um, 
uh, or something that you're just like, holy shit. Like I watched all the Star Wars, the, the latest Star Wars movies in D-Box. So mm, D-Box wow. is like the seat moves and everything. And it's like, yeah. I paid the 25 bucks because it was like it's that the, first time when Ray, yeah, when Ray like is in the sand and she slides down the sand and the mm-hmm. Force Awakens and you're like, the seat gets up and it moves and you move down the sand with her. Oh, and wow. like, this is the raddest thing ever. And then, you know, it, it was really cool. So we, we were able to, for Alex, I think it was Alex's birthday in July. They let us rent the whole theater out for a hundred bucks, 150 wow, bucks. Wow. That's good. We went yes, and we, I've I think we watched, that. um, we watched something. I forget what we watched, but, hmm. um, it was really cool. But I, um, you know, I was, I was disappointed. I wanted to see Bill and Ted in the theater. I thought that was going to be great. And that came out and then it kind of got lost. There's a lot of movies that are going straight to release, but are getting lost, mm-hmm. you know, and I would have dug, um, or I think it needs to go the other way where you're like, not as expensive. I mean, it was like 30 bucks from Milan. It's 30 bucks for wonder woman. It's like, yeah. is it, if it's yeah, so magical that it's worth 30 bucks. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. What, what would you, what would you pay 30 bucks to see Chris? What would you pay? So Venom a Star Wars movie. I would pay 30 bucks to see. Yeah. Um, but see, that's, that's me. Right. Um, yeah, probably a new Spider-Man movie. Mm, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I, you don't want to know. I mean, you don't want to know what I would pay. <laughs> Any Marvel movie. I, I, I'm Matt Kundle, host of the sound off podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I want to see the Marvel movies on the yeah. big screen. Like Doctor Strange 2. Properly done DC movie. Yeah. That'd be great. Doctor Strange 2 is should that, be good. I, I'm a possible? big fan of Doctor Strange 1. Is, What's is it possible to have a properly made DC film? Oh, fuck, I hope so. I'm Zing. going nuts. Oh. I'm going nuts. I didn't know. Joker I didn't, was good, right? But I didn't hate I, Superman we Returns this, either. But the Joker was such a great movie. But before they release it, they say, this is outside the DC universe. It's like, oh, like they don't have the balls to say this is all part of one continuity like Marvel does. Marvel's like, nope, they all link together. And now Star Wars is doing the same. DC is like, well, this is kind of in universe. And well, this was like when Flash did this and this one, this isn't even in the universe. And of course, that best one is the one where they say it's not in the DC universe. This this is not maybe not even the Joker. Might not be. We don't even know. We're not we're not we're not going to confirm anything. Depends if Joaquin Phoenix will come back. Yeah. Yeah, but well, well, what is it uh, in the uh, the redo of uh, Justice League? They're bringing back uh, what's his face uh, that was the Joker in. Uh, oh yeah, he uh, yeah. Uh, I was going to call him. I don't know yeah. Jared Leto. We talked about Jared Leto. Yeah, we we and were limiting be, our Jared Leto speak down to well, nothing. Yeah, he might not be even the Joker, Mike, as we were saying. He might be that Robin that got the crap uh, that almost died. Uh, <laughs> Jason, yeah, Jason, Jason uh, Todd. Jason Todd in the comic book, Jason Todd comes back and he dresses up like the Joker. Now this would make sense with the grills on his teeth. At least that would, that that's an excuse. So we don't have such a crap ass Joker. You know what I mean? Like I'm still, I'm looking forward to seeing how they try and salvage justice league with this new cut that, uh, Oh, the uh, new Snyder cut. X Snyder cut. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's one that I would probably see on the big screen if it, Mm -hmm. you know, came back this year. Superman but. and Batman are great on the big screen, huh? Mm-hmm. I didn't hate Superman. I loved Superman Returns. I thought they did a great job, but I like that. I like that guy. Bad? 
And I thought they did yeah. good. Um, just, okay. They need continuity. As I just continuity, totally continuity. They have to have it flowing through so that you have to go back and watch another movie to understand what's going on in this movie. And you don't actually have to watch the whole movie in some cases. You can go on YouTube and go hidden scenes for all the Marvel movies and they put them together for you. And it's like, whoa, oh my God. Like, you know, that, love that stuff. Again, we were talking with Todd about that. It's like hidden tracks on CDs used to buy, right? It was like, no, the CD hasn't stopped. All of a sudden a song kicks in. It's like, whoa, bonus track. That's so cool. So DC. Bonus track. We had a 12 minute bonus track. It was fantastic. We did, right? We did. So our bid. But um, see, DC won't commit to that. Um, maybe because they don't want to be accused of copying Marvel. But man, you, that was the problem with the X-Men movies too. There's no continuity. You have to have continuity. We're, the watchers and readers nowadays are much smarter than they used to be. We're not all marks anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like we, we're going to pick things out that are wrong. The nerds have risen and said, that is wrong. That is not correct. Well, then you can just have, you know, a movie like Deadpool 2, where, you know, he retcons all the worst parts of the uh, X-Men. They did uh, that in the comic books, dude. You should have seen what, they, what the stuff they've done with Deadpool in the comic yeah. books. It's unreal. The stuff You know what's interesting about Deadpool 2, too? It's like they can the director and it was like oh he wanted to take it in a different direction it's like why would you take it in a different direction maybe he wanted to get fired right because yeah deadpool one and two are just spectacular oh my god what a movie great movies yeah though i love the first one was so uh, just unexpected and amazing um everything about it i like right up main street like there's so many one-liners that i pulled out of that movie just to get me through life after that you know what i mean my conversations with people Two more subjects to cover, gentlemen. Um, Chris, I know you don't buy a lot of new music, but uh, musical highlights from the year, anything that you grabbed? That, new. That you're uh, like, oh, this is really oh, good. This, well, uh, I really like that Machine Gun Kelly song. You do. Uh, I did. I really like the Machine Gun Kelly song. This is what it sounds yeah. like to me. Anyways. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I get it. I just uh, I like talking about I, the I, new one or the record or the first single. Just the single. I just like I don't listen to records. I loved just, him, and I actually thought he did a great Tommy Lee in the dirt. Oh, of course I, he did. Yeah, yeah. So well, really talking into that though, because holy smokes, man, they really that, that left me a little little that left a bad. Do you thing. notice that all the new bands are really pronouncing words now? Yeah, I, well, I don't want to go like that, new that I listen to, and I can't think of anything. If you listen to that Machine Gun Kelly song, it's like he's he's like every word is extended for four more bars for some reason. Yeah. It's driving me crazy. But a lot of them are doing that, and a lot of them, yeah. Anyways, anyways Michael, well, like, the worst is the pitch shifting, though, man. Like pitch shifting yeah. is the ultimate worst thing. That hurts my ears when they do that. I just want to reach. <laughs> okay, that okay. I'm finding more things to grind my gears, Brent. Uh oh, pitch, pitch <laughs> shifting over pitch <laughs> shifting vocals. Grinds my gears. Machete does not like Melodyne. That's uh, did you listen to New Green Day this year, Chris? Did you grab New Green Day record, which was killer? Um, no, you know what? I didn't even pay attention. New Matthew Green Sweets Day. out, stuff like that. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta listen to that. I, I, here's, I go off a of vibe for music, mm-hmm. and I also have played so much music in my life, and and when I listen to it, I'm an idiot. I dive into it and try and figure out what chords are. It just this button turns on. So sometimes. I just listened to talk radio, which is a good plug for what we're doing. We're an podcast, old man right? now. You know, I am. You know what I mean? Or, or I'll get in a vibe where like, you know, summer, spring's coming and it's all like punk, pop, happy, you know, salads and newfound glory and old green day. And I'll just, I'll just listen to tons of that. And then winter will come and I'll get into like some, some dancey 70s stuff, some funk and or no more, more soul of the 70s stuff that I really enjoy. And then uh, if I'm doing, you know, any kind of uh, rental thing in the or in the middle of the summer. Sometimes I I'd like to get back to those '80s pop hits I've heard all my life. It's just mood, you know what I mean. But I'm weird when it comes to music, and and people who've gotten used to me have have have, have wow, you like that song? And it's like yeah, yeah, but you don't like we, this song. It doesn't make sense. To, we've learned to accept the quirks. 
Thank you. Because I, I just, I don't, my music, I'm, I'm very strange when it comes to music with, with what I enjoy and what I'll, I'll hate a band for, for their fans. You know what I mean? It's like that, that great Sloan line. It's not the band I hate. It's their fans. Oh man. I, I started hating the tragic. I went to see the tragically hip way back in the day on a Canada day show. And this was not the tragical hips fault. But the people in the crowd were a bunch of douchebags, man. The dudes were all these drunk guys, like seriously, like trying to grab on girls and just, you know, trying to start fights with, 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 you know, me and my friends and things like just one group was. And just, you, you know, you go to a show and you stand with people and it's all like, woo, and you're singing along. That was not the vibe in this crowd, man. This it was like, uh, you know, hunters, hun- sorry, Brent, yeah. hunters and sports guys drunk. That's what it was. And, and which is were- interesting because Gord Downey is such a deep. Exactly. Dude. That, exactly like, that they yep. that you know that to want you actually to want to stand and I, I i get the like the okay cool we're gonna we're gonna do it and all the rest of it but but i i uh gord is such a deep like one of the especially one of the best front men of all time this guy like eddie vetter loves him right and it's and gord, eddie and pays, a- like a big tribute to him and i it, it was really an interesting it was like the go-to thing it's like and i think hockey players ruined it because a lot of once they started letting hockey players speak it was <laughs> over it was like what kind of music you listen to well you know the guy's got uh they got the hip going a little bit of acdc anybody else what do you like yeah the guy's got the hip going a little bit well, i used to like creed but you know they're not out what anymore about, what about what do you got going creed on? killed music yeah, Creed's pretty bad, crazy because the new band is deadly and Mark Tremonti's well, the guitar player. And I've, I've reminded so many Mark students Tremonti, that he used to be in Creed and they're like, no, 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 no. And then they come back next lesson going, man, you were right. He was in Creed. It's like, yeah. sorry. Monster <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, anyway, so music, uh, musically, interesting. Mike what, highlights this year. Uh, you know what? This was a weird year. I mean, I, I almost reverted back in and sort of yeah. rediscovered stuff uh, i i will say i i loved pearl jam's gigaton uh mm-hmm. that may have been my my favorite release of the year uh my my son owen like he's he's tuned like dialed into the new stuff uh you know very much you know hip-hop and and some rap here and there but you know he went back and in, into the sort of the, the classics and that kind of got me sort of going back and like, Oh, Hey, if you're listening to this, listen to this. Mm, so we went, we went down, we went down the rabbit hole and I, I actually, uh, I got some new monitors for my, for my studio. Uh, and thanks to my brother-in-law, who's a huge audiophile mm-hmm. and he turned me on to, cause I I've got Spotify cause I don't know any better. And he's like, you gotta, you know, you gotta get, get Amazon music HD because you got to listen to some of this stuff in like HD. Now that you got like a decent setup, you know, you know, really experienced. So I started going back and listening to a lot of classic stuff because like classic rock or classic yeah, well, metal or the whole deal. Well, classic rock, a little bit of everything. I mean, we went down a Beatles rabbit hole. Oh, right. Um, on. Okay. Um, I'm a, you know, I've always been a huge Beatles fan. Mm-hmm. Owen got into the Beatles, you know, nice. so we started going down that road and day, uh, day trippers. One of the mainstays that I teach my kids at the intermediate level. Down. Oh, and plus the chords are different, right? Then you go to some minor chords, which are a little different than, than your, your, your green day pop kind of thing. Right. And so this is the one thing that Owen has learned as he's been sort of like going through through because he'll start playing around and try to figure out stuff he's mm-hmm. he, you know he was trying to work through the solos of uh, the the abbey road medley so oh, like the okay. at the end he's he's trying to figure out the solos but he's yeah. you know discovering the beatles used a lot of really 
unique chord structures. And Mm -hmm. um, so, but it was really cool. Like that for me, again, this is like the whole sort of dad son thing is Mm -hmm. we're now, you know, we can connect on this. So we'd have nights where he'd be like, you know, mucking around and we'd start playing the medley. I'll be playing the guitar. He'll play the drums and then we'll switch it up. And that's awesome. so, So my music this year was a lot of rediscovering stuff. Like even, you know, one of the things that I sort of cut kind of got introduced to a little bit this year, maybe because of the COVID was how much TikTok has been like this big deal. And, you know, Owen, you know, he was doing some TikTok stuff where he would do music things where he take like um, sympathy for the devil mm-hmm. and he would record himself playing each of the instruments and put it together and make a TikTok, oh, cool. which I'm just like, shit, like this is like, this Adults. is what we're doing in the basement for like, you know, two hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, like, I didn't even know you knew the song. Yeah. Oh, no, it's from Call of Duty. And I'm like, yeah, oh, OK, yeah. this makes sense now. That's Call of Duty way. and those are the new uh, new labels, by the way. What's yeah. that? The new labels are are, are video are, games, are, video games, yeah. really. Honestly, they're bringing, I mean, NHL's yeah. got a massive soundtrack and well, football. GTA Five, yeah. oh, GTA back Vice City was such a great soundtrack. Now, when it, we when we started one. this back a while ago, we were talking about the AEW video game that's coming out. So hopefully, that's still oh, coming yeah. shortly. Um, anyways, musically, um, I'm with you, Mike. I, I revisited some stuff. I rediscovered Faith No More again, which was great. I kind of went back to some of that stuff. Uh, Deftones record this year, deadly. New Deftones album is amazing oh, record. Amazing sonically, incredible. And that Green Day record um, this year is like a 50s kind of throwback vibe to that to that album. And I think, um, you know, sometimes you, you get artists that think it out. Sometimes I find green day like when they'll put out just like remember they did those like own those trays records or something it, it was like just a pile of songs they threw out and there's a bit of filler and stuff but they really i think i feel like he really thought this one out it's a really cool i know they were poised for a big year they were gonna have a big tour with weezer and everybody and, and go all over the place but um that new green day record was was really great it was a 50s kind of rockability throwback with, with some punk i really dug it i thought it's my favorite album of theirs since probably nimrod so oh, wow. um Really cool, uh, Deftones, and then just rediscovering some of the artists that I uh, dig are still putting some stuff out. So yeah, mm-hmm. cool. I'm on Apple Music. I get the you know the new stuff, and there's like there's the band from uh, Coburg is doing really well. What the hell are they called? Cold? No, what the hell are they called? There's a band called Cold Years from Ontario that's doing well. Chris, um, did we lose you? No, he's look at that. Look at that moment. Oh, there he's back. Oh, he's back. Sorry. The uh, there's a band I think from Coburg that we talked about, Chris Cleopatric. I don't know. I don't. I, I think don't they're know. like in your area, and they're they're really killing it. Yeah. And then there's bands that I always like, kind of go, man, what a year it would have been for them if they could have played live yeah. and broke. Like our other Kingston band well, here, my daughter was doing um, some work for. Were they Glorious called? Sons? Uh, Glorious Sons, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, talking music. What's what's the one show that you were looking forward to this year that you didn't get to do? Chris, Who, what show was I going to do? What show were you looking forward to seeing? Oh, Any going to see an, oh well, actually, yeah. um, my buddy Jeff and Moist was going to do uh, a, a tour with a bunch of bands, like with uh, Big Rack. Oh, no the Headstones. Headstones, the Headstones Tea Party. Yeah, yeah Tea Party. They were going to do this big tour. And I was really looking forward to going and see that. Because I get some special treatment and stuff, and I see Brent spoiled me now. I can't go to just a show. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 Brent I, I, has that effect. How hard is it, Mike, to just go to a show now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if yeah. he can't hook you up with a ticket, or if he's if he's not if he's there, that's like 
beyond. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, I mean, guilty. I love going to shows that Brent's at. I mean, when we went, when you had me down to see Heart, I thought that was like that's great. That was kick ass. Killer like, show. Killer show. I'd, I'd always, you know, Heart's one of those bands that you. I wish I would have seen them in their heydays, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I saw them and Anne and Nancy Wilson are like just as good, if not better, um, it was it was just it was heavy as shit, man. That's a great woman power night. As my daughter was at that night, those seeing those including like Joan Jett changed changed her life. But the best was the sound check, man. I'm standing up there with Brent and my wife, and we're talking to the drummer. Of Joan Jett's band, I think, or was it? Yeah, anyway, I think it was the drummer of Joan Jett's band. And Joan comes out, and dude, like, I'm not a tall guy. She's like, way short. Big, hey, what's going on? Big New York accent. We're going to plug you over here over there. What are we doing, boys? What's going on? Huh? We, oh, it's just like, whoa. You could feel the rock and roll radiating yeah. off of this lady, man. Like, why? My, my daughter saw her play and was just floored. Like, just she went from that, like, to see a real musician like Joan Jett. Heart's great. Heart's great. But Joan, <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Joan! I had a real interesting moment because I don't fan out too much. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the first record next to "Too Fast for Love" that I ever had was Joan Jett's. Um, you know, I love rock and roll, and, and yeah. And um, so I brought it uh, with me because I'm like, all right, I gotta do this. Oh, beautiful! Wow. I gotta do this. So I brought it out, and she, um, I said, listen, this is the first record. I ever had, or one of the, you know, one of the first two. And she signed both signs, uh, both sides of the 45. And one was like, I'm so happy this was your first album. And number two was like, thanks for touring with me. And I was like, well, now what do I do? It's over. Yeah. Like, there's no, you know, just in a funny, funny way. Right. Uh, but That's cool. But I, uh, but she was really great. And then when she was playing in, in Abbott, they fell in love with BC so much that I would get calls from her manager, like after the tour was done did you find joan a place to live yet you know i mean just funny shit and then i was in australia um last year and she was playing uh, at a festival and um so all their people were there and so i go there uh and i'm watching the show and it was really awesome to just be there and um and i'm watching the show and uh annie and the team from them they brought me back and joan comes in and uh and they're like, you remember Brent from, from Vancouver? And she goes, you find me a place to live yet? <laughs> I mean, I was just like, come on. It was like, come on. That's it. So, uh, yeah. I mean, powerhouse. Tiny little powerhouse. Yeah, deadly. Deadly, this, deadly. So she was great. That was a big moment of touring for me. Yeah, this cool. this year uh, it would have been, I mean, there was a plan that was concocted between uh, Adam and myself that there were three shows that we were pretty much locked in to go see. We were going to go see the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were doing their 25th anniversary tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pearl Jam was was going to be in March at uh, I forget in Hamilton. Called. We had it all set up through my old my old boss in Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the last one was going to be the Black Crows because oh, wow. the brothers had gotten back together. So that was that was the trifecta, and it it really stung when when you know things got canceled, and it was like oh. Mm. Man, gets real uh, when you when things like that. It's like, what do you mean I can't go see a concert? And then the yeah. next year, what do you mean that's canceled? And then it starts to get real, right? I was supposed to tour with Aerosmith this year, so that was going to be kind yeah. of a thing. Um, and Aussie, I actually had I had I had an Aussie tour and an Aerosmith tour both lined up that both went away, and I'm like, 
listen, if COVID didn't kill them, there's still hope. And I'm, I'm still lined up to go out with, <laughs> cool. with, um, with I think everybody's going to go tour after this, but yeah. it's going to be just like, it's, it, it was tough. I, I, um, there was certainly some stuff missed there, but. Well, and I mean, and that, that in, in itself there, uh, I mean, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Chad Yeti Ward, who's uh, yeah. the drum the tech for, uh, yeah. uh, with uh, Taylor Hawkins. Um, nice. He, you know, he spearheaded this great um, uh, sort of project during the COVID times called Roadie Relief. Yeah. Uh, where he was trying to raise money for, you know, all these these uh, crew members that were out of work because of, you know, the canceling of shows and stuff. Mm. So we had uh, something uh, similar to that here in Canada called the, uh, the Unison Benevolent Fund, which was really great. Yeah. And, nice. it, and I thought what was really cool for me is that, um, I mean, dude has like a heart of gold, amazing guy. Um, but he, he started up this uh, Instagram page where I got to learn about all these different um, crew members that, uh, you know, that were work, working on shows, the different jobs they do. And it's cool because on my Instagram, I'm like seeing, hey, this is, you know, so-and-so. And I was, uh, you know, uh, a lighting rig guy for this tour and that tour and this is what i and i was like damn like this is this is one of the big things that really sucked and i know because brent you know this is where you do your gold man like you mm. you put on these killer shows and and to not being to well not the bands put on that. killer shows but yeah. yeah man but you know you put it together you gotta you gotta make it look good and you make it look good and you make it make sense so um, it, that to me was kind of, a, you know, a, a bittersweet, cool thing to, to see over the years is get to learn, you know, what all these people that put, you know, that do this for a living. Because in my little bubble, Brent is like, you know, he's the guy. Mm -hmm. Brent does all the concerts in the world. Like Brent, Brent is the only production uh, manager that I know. So um, and it was it was really neat to see that, you know, the drummer, you know, Taylor's drum tech, which is he's way cooler than me. Funny note about Taylor, um, not your Taylor, Chris, but Taylor from Foos. I was in um, uh, where was it? Germany. Oh, this is okay. when you were on the Halsey tour, wasn't it? Uh, or was Rod Stewart? No, it was on Rod. No, it was on Shakira. Oh, and Shakira. I'm, in, I'm on um, I'm in Germany and we we're, we're on a day off. And it was, I believe the day before Grohl broke his leg. So oh. they had a day off and they were, it was close to that time. If not, maybe a little, nah, no, you know what? I think this is after, but um, I was um, I'm in the, the lobby of the hotel and I got my heart shirt on and I hear dude, red shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> that sounds like I turn around and it's Taylor, you know, from the foods. And I'm like, yeah they're rad and then he goes oh, are you from canada man because you know heart blew up in canada he starts giving me the heart backstory right and i'm like <laughs> yeah the tour 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 small talk small talk small talk and it was like an hour and then he goes hey we're gonna be in vancouver soon man you make sure you come down and if no one lets you in tell them you're the heart shirt guy from germany <laughs> <laughs> That's, but uh, he doesn't know this yeah. like i didn't tell him the other story you know why we're reguiling for a minute so i had this moment on a uh, years ago where I was, um, I was driving and uh, I was driving the band. So uh, I go to pick up the foods from a hotel, right? And so it's uh, Nate, it's Taylor. And um, I don't know if anyone else had come. I think it was just the two of them. And I'm sitting there and Angus Young is standing beside me. He's just oh, standing, wow. he's standing beside me. And the guys are, they're like, it's fucking Angus Young. And I, they must have known just because of the, you know, the 
obviously they're all staying in a hotel, but it was just this like, that's Angus Young. And then you see Angus go like, hey, he's a Foo Fighters. And they do this whole thing. And I'm caught in this like Foo Fighter ACDC thing where it's like, all right, this is going to explode the van if I'm not careful. <laughs> they they talk, we go, they're fanboying out. They're like, oh, fucking ACDC, ACDC. I get to catering and I get on and sit down and eat. And a girl comes in to eat and I get the, uh, uh, you know, Bruce is here, right? I'm like, what? Springsteen. I'm like, Springsteen, yeah, he's playing in Vancouver tomorrow night. He's like, no, no, he's here. He's going to play with us tonight. And he didn't end up playing with them, but he stood in the crowd and watched the show with a hat on like this. And no one knew who he was. And I'm standing beside him going, fucking Springsteen watching the Foos. And it was this hybrid of like Foos, ACDC, Springsteen uh, all together. And I'm like, well, that's it. I might as well just quit now. That's it. I mean, it doesn't get any rather than that. This for about rock, live for, shows, man. This is for what rock I mean. fans. It doesn't get any better now. But anyways, gentlemen, we should wrap it up. It's uh, it's the year in review. Chris, uh, comic books that that were your highlight for this year, or what's coming out this year, and then we'll uh, uh, your skeleton and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Oh, geez, I'm <laughs> okay. So quickly here, this is very interesting though. You guys will dig this. So one, two, three, four. Okay. So old comics, as we all know, are worth a lot of money each year. A comic is sold from these selected ones, like the very first appearance of Superman and stuff like that. And they set the precedence for how much that comic is worth. Now, this year, uh, X-Men number one, a cotton. This is now this is around uh, you know, a nine grading out of ten, right? So these aren't like ones that are missing covers and stuff like that, guys. So the first issue of the X-Men that was released in 1963 sold for four hundred and ninety-two thousand dollars. We've got Detective Comics, number 27. Do you guys know what that's the first appearance of? Detective would be Batman. Batman, my friends. Yes, uh, that was in 1993. Wrap your head around that. Batman was recreated in 1993. Sorry, 1939. <laughs> I I have at least 1939. That's pretty funny. Sorry about that. I got a bunch of Val Kilmer, or was that? As, as, I'm, as I'm wondering why you guys are just looking at me like it's no big deal, right? So. <laughs> 1939. Wrap your head around that. Right. Sorry, sorry. Detective Comics number 27 went for a million point two. Wow. All right. We've got Amazing Fantasy number 15, which is the first appearance of Amazing Fantasy. Yep. Number 13. Number 15. Number 15. 1962 is the first appearance of Fantastic Four. No. Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Copy of that went for 1.5 million. Okay. Wow. Number one, top selling comic book of the year. Action comics number one. Superman. Who's that? Superman. Again, this is a 1938. Holy crap. So Batman created a year after that. Spider-Man created in, in the early 60s. X-Men right after that. Unbelievable. Okay. Action comics number one, 9.0, $3.2 million, my friends. Wow. Hey, I've got a, I've got, uh, I've got, uh, something. Maybe you can tell me what the value of this is. I was, uh, in, during my time off on the holidays here, I was cleaning out some old boxes and I've got like a ton of old, like crappy comics, like not even good. Like we're talking like Archie and Jughead and Richie Rich and Star Wars and GI, like I was not a Star Wars and GI Joe are worth a lot of money. Okay, but I found this. It's an issue of the computer paper from July of 1995. The computer uh, paper. Yeah, it's what is in that? this used to be like the trade magazines uh, for computer nerds in the 90s. Like if you oh. wanted to go buy, so so you could back 
this was a big deal back then. Uh, for for uh, you could get an Intel Pentium 90 megahertz processor with eight megabytes of RAM, Whoa. a quad speed CD-ROM, mm-hmm. and a 16-bit sound card. Uh, plus, you would get uh, MS DOS 6.22. There it is. All for the all for monitor not included though. All for the low low price of twenty four ninety nine. Jesus. $2,500. Holy. I, yeah. This, this, this was like, I showed this to Owen and I'm like, dude, look back. Your phone has more power than most of these. Oh my 2, God. So anyway, yeah. What year was that? July of 1995. 95. We were well into our second year. Why I still have that? I don't know. Wow. Call me a hoarder. Uh, you know what? I'll bet you it's worth Mike. Four ninety nine. <laughs> Which is hey, what you can buy a Skeletron for. for, for I was there say. you go. Trade it over. Great segue. Oh, that's fantastic. Let's hear a four ninety nine uh, Skeletron promo, Mike. Come on, give us what you got. See, no, no, you can't sell a comic book with a voice. You sell it with the artwork. There you go. Flash it on the screen, Lonnie. There you go. That's how you sell Doesn't it. Have any handy? But um, I, I just wanted to say, um, since we're doing a quick year in review, uh, I, I looked at the list of who we lost, and I had forgotten you know, how many people uh, passed away this year from the, the celebrity world. Uh, and Neil Peart, I completely forgot. Oh, like, right. Yeah. No, I, him and Eddie. Uh, yeah. Eddie no, Van Halen. Yeah. So, and like from the comedy side of things, Jerry Stiller, Fred Willard, mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. Basically working uh, right up till he died. Yeah. Uh, Alex Trebek and Sean Connery. I mean, yeah. you know, that's an SNL, you know, in heaven skit uh, made mm-hmm. for heaven. Uh, Wilford Brimley, Regis Philbin, uh, Eddie Haskell died. Oh, wow. That's so, right. You know yeah. What's interesting about Wilford Brimley? So Wilford Brimley, I don't know if you remember, Chris, he's uh, from Cocoon. Yep. Oh, I he's know. the old he guy from those, Cocoon, right? Insurance commercials, like right? The insurance commercials, right? But here's the thing. He looked 92 in 92. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's always looked old, right? He's always looked old. And, he, and then they're like, oh, he died. Of that, that. I'm like, what do you mean he wasn't 90 already? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? And he was, he had a great episode on Seinfeld too. Oh my God. The mail thing there, the mail. The best. The best. Yeah, really yeah. And I mean, you know, guys like Kenny Rogers, little Richard, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Benny Mardonez. I don't know if you guys remember Benny Mardonez was, mm-hmm. but I worked in uh, adult contemporary radio for a number of years mm-hmm. and he was the bane of my existence. Cause it oh, was no. He did a song called Into the Night, and I think I played the shit out of that for far too long. I know what that is. That and uh, Bill Withers. Leslie West died just uh, right. just before. From Mountain? From Mountain, yeah. So, uh, it we just was, lost uh, Tanya Roberts yesterday, a couple of days ago. No, show. she's apparently alive. But they, they're going crazy. With the, I, she's alive. I guess her, her PR person got it wrong. So, time to get a new PR person. I'm Whoa. Thinking. Just a That's thought. a pretty big mistake, right? <laughs> Hire me. I'll, I'll make you famous. It's going to be great. You've been out of the picture forever. It's all, it's all part of the plan. Yeah. What am I going to do? How does the, the uh, you're dead. <laughs> the typewriter. Let me get the typewriter going here. One, one, two, Tanya <laughs> has died. There we go. Let's get it up. We're going to get it out there. And in five days, we're going to say, oops. She's still alive and available for appearances for a very nominal fee. <laughs> Joey, doing that. Joey. So I thought you died. No, my publicist, uh, you know. Oh, and we lost Don Wells a couple days ago. Ah, uh, yes. Marianne. As my buddy Brian would say, uh, she was never and the rest. 
Mm-hmm. They came to Gillen. Because remember they did that for a while? It was like the movie star mm-hmm. and the rest right. are here. Yeah, they, they had cut out the Professor Anne Marianne for a yeah, uh, yeah. spell there. So Don Wells was never, never. And the- we have celebrity death uh, predictions going into 21 starting now. Who do we think the first one to go is going to be? It's not going to be Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> he makes it another year. Yeah. Oh, geez. I don't know. They always surprise you, huh? You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to call it. Yeah. They always yeah. Surprise you. I think this uh, it's as morbid as it sounds. I think this is the year we lose one of the big uh, classic rockers. Maybe not Keith Richards. Sorry, Mick. Maybe it's the year that Mick goes. Ooh, we're gonna I'm going. That's my wild card. But I'm 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 starting to get that feeling that you know we had was it David Bowie was uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think we're gonna see sort of a major one go this year. That uh, you know major for us that we would have yeah. sort of. I, th- I think Betty White. If I was gonna pick anyone, I'd say oh. Betty White. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I just saying. I just if I had to pick anyone, I'd say Betty White. Unfortunately, I'm going to say Betty White's dog because she keeps living and the dog's probably like, holy fuck, the dog. She's probably outlived 27 dogs. She's probably had a lot of pets. If she's a cat person, wow, look out. Yeah. Do I do I dare say that this is the year that Vince McMahon passes away? Ooh. You know, rock? I got to tell you, I mean, yeah, the guy, I can't, I, I mean, kudos to him to handle the, the workload and stress. I mean, I'm not, I'm just saying from a straight workload, they're like, yeah, stress and, and workload. And the fact that he's still lifting 500 pounds, I'd be like, oh yeah. But then everyone's still around. I, whatever. I, who knows? You know, but he, he, he could be one of these dudes where this, what he does doesn't stress him out. He's been doing it so long. It's his company. Like, he can hire probably fire he wants. He's probably stressed not doing well, it. Yeah, I just, I just think that I don't. I, I, he could be. I, I don't know. But I've met people that thrive off of the atmosphere that they plan around themselves. I'm going to take, take a it away here. from them. If you take it away from them, then they die. You know what I mean? Like I, I watch a thing on Marty Jannetty, and he says it, it as soon as I stop wrestling all the time. Yeah, that's when the shit hit the fan, right? So sometimes people need to be surrounded by that—that that getting up at six in the morning and traveling somewhere and that structure, yeah. That, yeah. right? I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to take a guess that a big movie star, a big sports star, a big music star yeah. are all going to die. Someone's going to pick one. I think you've got, I think you've got something. I got going. the best chance. There you go. <laughs> all right, boys. That's the year in the review. That's Woo. the kids on the escalator. As always, we got to go to Mike. What's going on with Mike? absolutely nothing no, no it's you know what it, it's funny because i i had my first my first job my like my first voiceover job of the year uh the first script that i did in the new year and i i don't know if this is going to be sort of the tone setter for the rest of the year it was for a male enhancement uh pill uh, being sold at GNC retailers all across the U.S. There you go. So if uh, if anything, 2021 is definitely looking up. So uh, <laughs> awesome. hashtag bad hey! There Chris, we go. Skeletron. Oh, yeah, well, for her, from here on out, I'm just jammed. This is great. But I want this. I'm like one of those strange people, as I say, that it's like, wow, Chris, you have to draw this, 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 and you got to write this song. I'm like, yeah. When I get up in the morning, I got nothing to do. That's when I get all bummed out, man. I got to be doing stuff. So I got Skeletron coming on. I'm finishing up uh, issue two, finishing up some extra inks. Got to do a couple more pages in there. Um, I go through it now and I'm like, you know, there's a couple of pages that I redo because if I, if I have the time, I want it to look perfect. I'm, I like that. And then uh, my, I got a lot of workshops coming up for comic book workshops. We are going to have the theme song 
uh, for our show is going to be available here. Yeah. And then in another few weeks, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't, Oh, who wants to drink as well? Who wants to drink? So we're going to, we're going to do anymore. that up. No, but you know, I'll, I'll, as I say, hold my beer, I'll drink for both of us. And, uh, and yeah, so we're going to put that out. I'm going to put a little video together for it. Uh, samurai type, uh, dealie that I've got some old samurai footage that I'm allowed to use. And I'm going to put that together. So the song will be available soon. If anybody okay. wanted to, to dig into that. And, uh, yeah, just the combo company. I'm so excited about the combo company. I, I love creating on my own world. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll ask my producer, my manager, did I miss anything? Am I doing anything else exciting? Drawing. 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 Yeah, just maybe shoveling the driveway occasionally and waiting to uh, get in the backyard and barbecue some beer again. But uh-huh. be sure to tell your friends about us. Join us yeah. on all the, on the Twitters and all the thing. You can find us on Twitter on Kids on the Escalator. You can find and I'm us back on, on Twitter. Twitter. Sorry, I'm back on. Sorry, well, I'm back, is on, back Twitter. on Twitter. I'm back on Twitter. And, and I have a thousand followers on there. And hey, social media is telling me that you got something coming up, Brent. Well, I got to get the, the thing in or Lonnie's going to kick our ass. So get a birthday. buy some merch. You can buy get some merch. merch from the, our Streamlabs uh, site. Yeah. You can uh, get everything you got to do. Uh, commission Chris, man. Get Chris to draw you a picture, people. Woo! Okay. He'll put like the Macho Man and Tanya Roberts together. You know, wrestling Don Wells. It'll be great. It's we'll going to be the greatest miss. thing ever. <laughs> It's going to be the best. I actually don't have any commissions on the go right now at all. Commission Chris, get him going. Um, But you find us on everything, Twitter, all the rest of it. And yes, Mike, the journey for coffee, uh, it's called journey for Java. Now I've launched uh, JourneyForJava.com, which is coming soon, but the Brenton on tour podcast is circling back to coffee. People are like, Oh, I can coffee. This has got to be the most boring thing ever. My top, uh, my top five downloaded episodes, three of them, are my coffee interviews. And that isn't even with Dave from Megadeth. He was in number six. Wow. Well, people <laughs> drink coffee will stay awake for it all. Yeah, it's just, a, it's a, but I'm just trying to find, uh, that's a little bit of a different journey. You know, I'm, cool. I'm trying to teach people a little bit about the the, the, the coffee side of it, but uh, I bring uh, musicians and bands and people on that have coffee brands co- and guys who love to make coffee and things like that. Uh, anyways, the journey for Java.com is going. Um, journey for Java is uh, now on Twitter with all 20 followers. So that's fantastic. Um, but anyways, uh, the Brent on Tour podcast will need a new intro uh, for the journey for Java. So we'll uh, <laughs> tap into some people there. Me? Huge yeah. thanks to DeanBlundell.com and the team hey, Dean. over there. Hey, Dean. Dean. How's it going, buddy? Thanks for hosting us on DeanBlundell.com. Yes, we were live right there in the corner of the site tonight. We were there uh, and they're uh, killing it. And uh, the podcast network is huge over there. And uh, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in again. Another Monday night down. Yeah. And next week we're going to do it came from the basement, correct? Uh, the 18th, actually. We've got a couple of exciting episodes coming up. We're going to do an 80s retro uh, wrestling. Which oh, is when's that? Is that next? Oh, that'll be fun. Well, I mean, if we tell them what's next, it's going to be. Oh, we're not going to tell them what's next. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to get into some stuff, but pay attention to that. You have to tune in. We're going to, we got a great segment coming up come, uh, that Chris has named. Uh, it came from the basement which is all going to be on retro toys, which we got started a few weeks ago with Todd Brent from yeah. Slash's band. And they two. liked it. And that's where all yeah. my toys are. Unfortunately, at least most of them, you see all these here. Oh, this is nothing. What do you see this though? I'm going to bring up stuff. That you're going to be like, what is wrong with that guy? Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, so there's, there's lots of stuff coming up. We got, uh, you know, we're going to do some more music stuff too. We got to get into, we got to get some of our indie, uh, indie band friends on to uh, talk yes. about their, uh, their albums and what's coming up for them. For, so I think we'll get into that sooner than later. Like I heard, in the next I heard week. Al Nolan has a, uh, oh yeah. Trigger Al, Abby has a, a label out now, right? 
Uh, I think he's part of a label, and our friend Gary Begner's part of that label with Elephant. His so band's on there, yeah. But, but doesn't, doesn't Al owns it, doesn't he? It's like it's his kind of baby. Good question. Yeah, You'll have to ask him. Maybe we'll get him on. We'll okay, see. Well, I, um, so, future, we got uh, Chuck wants to be on the show. From uh, I'm Mother Earth and the Salads. And, Very cool. Uh, I'm Mother Earth, the Salads, and uh, David Wilcox band. That's right. So, we got so we've got some uh, big stuff coming up, friends. And uh, just keep tuning in, following us on social media. That's the only way you're going to find out. Commission, Chris. Are you shopping for a computer there, Mike? Well, Hire you know Mike. what? I'm, I'm Mike. Nobody beats Future Shop. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they do. <laughs> this is Kids on the Escalator podcast. Those are the fellas. This is us, and we got to go. Thanks, everybody. Party on, Wayne. Good times. Rad dudes. I'm Sarah Burke, and I host the Women in Media podcast, where I'm exploring the challenges women face in the media spotlight and celebrating our triumphs. My guests come from radio, TV, news, and sports, and we'll cover topics like leadership, diversity, stereotypes, and more. Most of all, I'm looking to build a community through a space where we can discuss anything. The Women in Media podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at womeninmedia.ca. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. Just remember, anyone can be a Cash Kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast. That's right. Find us at thecashkidpodcast.com or listen in on places like Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or YouTube.